Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Could Nancy Pelosi visit Taiwan tomorrow? The White House forecasts how the Chinese military could react if in fact she does, while vowing the U.S. will not be intimidated. NTD's Iris Tao has the details. Still no word from the House Speaker on a possible stop in Taiwan, even as she kicks off her Asia trip in Singapore. The reports say it is happening. The Wall Street Journal says Nancy Pelosi is meeting with Taiwanese officials on Tuesday and Wednesday. And CNN says the Pentagon is trying to keep Pelosi safe as she visits the self-ruled island that Beijing claims as its own. I haven't seen any such confirmation. And the White House, though declining to confirm her specific schedule. The, the speaker's flying aboard a military aircraft, so we'll know. <laughs> and is downplaying the potential Taiwan visit and urging Beijing to stay calm. If she goes, if she goes, it's not without precedent. It's not new. It doesn't change anything. I mean, we have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. And if the visit indeed happens, Pelosi will be the highest ranking American official to visit the close U.S. ally in 25 years. Her predecessor as speaker, Newt Gingrich, traveled there in 1997, though in a very different geopolitical environment. Beijing ramping up its threats, saying the Chinese army, quote, won't sit idly by if Pelosi makes the trip. And NSC spokesman John Kirby saying Beijing could respond by firing missiles in the Taiwan Strait or making a large-scale entry into Taiwan's airspace. It's, it's not so much uh, that there might be a direct attack, but it raises the stakes of miscalculation and confusion, which could also lead to unintended consequences. Kirby also discourages Beijing from turning the visit into a conflict, while adding, We will not take the bait or engage in saber-rattling. At the same time, we will not be intimidated. And Kirby says President Biden told Xi Jinping in their call last week that Congress is separate from the executive branch and that Speaker Pelosi makes her own decisions. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Iris Tao, NTD News. A Chinese media outlet has threatened that China could shoot down the plane of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi if it's accompanied by a military escort. This is the type of rhetoric coming from the CCP, which could have profound implications. Here to discuss, we're happy to have senior fellow at the International Assessment and Strategy Center, Rick Fisher. Rick Fisher, thank you so much for joining us in the Capitol Report. Thank you. Rick, there are reports now coming out that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will in fact be making this high profile trip to Taiwan. Uh, what are the stakes? The stakes are high. Uh, we expect that uh, sometime in the next 12 to 24 hours, Speaker Pelosi will uh, hopefully uh, arrive in uh, Taiwan. There are also reports that uh, the United States military has deployed aircraft and ships to uh, assure that she arrives in the face of months of direct uh, Chinese threats uh, basically against her life. The, the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, has essentially threatened to assassinate uh, Nancy Pelosi, who is third in line of third in the line of succession to the office of the President of the United States. 
Rick, why do you think this trip is different? Uh, what, what makes it different from, from other uh, high-ranking officials who visited Taiwan in the past? And uh, how might this affect future elected officials who may want to make that trip? The Chinese Communist Party has been fuming for decades over the congressional, American congressional policy towards Taiwan, the uh, uh, unclear American executive branch policy towards Taiwan, all of which essentially enables the Congress to uh, strengthen uh, its relationship with Taiwan, demonstrate American support for the democracy on Taiwan, and gives the Chinese Communist Party uh, uh, decreasing control over the future of the, the sovereignty, the freedom, and the direction of the government on Taiwan. Essentially, the Chinese Communist Party wants to destroy the democracy on Taiwan. It wants to turn Taiwan into a major military base to dominate Asia. The, the United States stands in the way of that ambition, and specifically, the American Congress stands in the way in, of that ambition. And Xi Jinping believes that by stopping Nancy Pelosi's visit, or if he has to, if he decides to, assassinating her, that he can shock the Americans, he can shock the American Congress into changing its trajectory, its support for Taiwan. It will fail. So, Rick, I just want to ask you, with regard to how this has been handled up until this point, uh, we've heard rumblings out of the Pentagon, uh, certain officials within the executive uh, office um, advising and, and, and expressing concern not to go. Do you think that that was the uh, proper messaging? And, and how would you, uh, is there anything you would have done differently? The Biden administration handled this poorly. It should have certainly conveyed its concerns to Speaker Pelosi, but once she decided to go, it should have supported her, and our messaging to the Chinese should have been, touch a hair on her head, and you will feel our fury. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that was the message that was conveyed to the Chinese side over the last weeks and months of escalating Chinese rhetoric, threats, assassination threats. And now we're at this point. Uh, we will find out in the next 12 to 24 hours whether China will back down or whether indeed we will be in a state of war with the People's Republic of China. Rick, if we are indeed uh, in a state of war, as you mentioned, um, are we prepared as the United States and is Taiwan uh, prepared for an invasion? An invasion will likely not happen immediately, nor will there be massive military conflict between China and the United States. But that will come. And no, the United States is not prepared, and nor is Taiwan. Uh, if the Chinese do assassinate the speaker, then the United States must be prepared to initiate in the first round a massive uh, supply effort for Taiwan. Taiwan needs everything to fight the war. And then we should be working with our ally Japan to strengthen 
the American presence up to the deployment of tactical nuclear weapons to deter China from any further escalations such as invading Taiwan as we press ahead with a broad range of political and economic sanctions that criminalize the Chinese Communist Party and fully isolate the Chinese economy. Rick Fisher, as always, thank you. Thank you, sir. The Biden administration is planning to give identification cards to illegal immigrants. A pilot program from Immigration and Customs Enforcement is now in the works. An ICE spokesperson told the Epoch Times in an email that the program is intended to modernize documentation provided to some non-citizens. The spokesperson said that the ID cards will replace the current paperwork, which is difficult to manage, degradable, and possesses security risks. Republican lawmakers have expressed concerns over the cards. Congressman James Comer, ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, and Congressman Glenn Grothman sent a letter to ICE. They said that the cards will only encourage illegal immigration by rewarding illegal immigrants for breaking U.S. laws. In southern border states, state-level officials have taken a different approach with regard to policy, specifically governors of Arizona and Texas. We had a chance to speak with former acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf to get his thoughts on the approach some of these border state officials have been taking. Secretary Chad Wolf, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Secretary, with regard to the border crisis, are you satisfied with what you're seeing uh, in terms of uh, government officials in Arizona and Texas and the way they're handling this? Well, I think there's two things to look at, right? First of all, there's uh, federal officials operating in those states and other states along the border. They're not doing their job at the end of the day, right? This administration has decided not to enforce immigration law, not to enforce the rule of law along that border. And so it's causing, unfortunately, states like the uh, state of Texas and the state of Arizona and others having to do their job, having to pick up the slack that the federal government should be doing. And so now they're having to do more and more and more. They're having to spend resources. They're having to use authorities that they perhaps have not used before to try to protect their citizens and their community along that border. And so I think uh, it's a dangerous situation we're in. These state officials shouldn't have to do that. It should be the federal government enforcing the law along that border, enforcing immigration law. Uh, but when they choose not to do that, and it's a policy choice more than anything else, when they choose not to do that, um, governors like Governor Abbott, Governor Ducey and others have to step up uh, and do the job for them. So that's what we're seeing today. And one of those things that we're seeing them do specifically in Texas is classifying this as an invasion uh, to open up other possibilities. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we know that the, uh, the attorney general in Arizona has issued a rule. I don't know that the state of Texas has issued a similar uh, legal finding yet. Uh, but again, it gives some authorities and it gives um, some unique authorities to the governor there that will allow them to push individuals back across that border. I think what people have to understand is if you don't live in Texas or you don't live along that border, then you really just don't understand it. And unfortunately, we've been saying that. That's why you need the president, you need the vice president, you need other folks of this administration to go down there and see what's occurring on that border. It's not just a, a couple hundred folks here and a couple hundred folks there. When you have over 100,000, 200,000 illegal apprehensions every single month, the vast majority of those are in the Rio Grande Valley. Their systems, their public infrastructure, their education systems are overwhelmed. 
and they, they need to do something different. There needs to be another solution. We can't say that this is going to continue for another two years and throw our hands up and say, well, that's just the way it is. I think the folks along that border and the state of Texas and elsewhere are saying, no, look, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to have to take some innovative and new approaches to securing our border. Um, but at the end of the day, this is, a, this is the job and the responsibility of the federal government. They need to do their job. That was going to be my next question for you. How to raise the level of concern throughout the country, not just in border states, with regard to uh, potential terrorists coming over the border, uh, the drugs that we see, you know, there's the out of sight, out of mind, human nature aspect. So how would you? I think there's a couple of things at play, right? We talk about the human trafficking, uh, which, is, which is terrible enough, right? But then you also talk about the crim criminals, the national security threats. You talk about the number of opioids and fentanyl coming across that border that are killing Americans every single day in our communities. And that's enough, right? But if you look at polling, poll after poll after poll, when they talk about border security and immigration, the vast majority of Americans do not agree with the policies of this administration. And for whatever reason, you know, this administration has decided to put their, their head in the sand and say, well, we're just going to continue to do this very unpopular strategy, very unpopular approach that's not working for any Americans, but we're just going to continue down. I think that's the wrong approach. And I think most Americans believe it's the wrong approach. And I think there's going to be some consequences for that. We're starting to see that already in South Texas with a number of political races down there. These are counties, these are districts that have been Democrat for, for almost over 100 years in some cases. And one of the issues that they're all running on is border security, right? Because it doesn't matter what demographics or population you are, you don't like to see the rule of law being abused. And that's what's going on every single day at that border, and I think people are tired of it. Secretary Chad Wolf, thank you. All right, thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.